There was uh, no discount for me today, sadly. I guess maybe a manager was in or something, so the girls were on their best behaviour. But they were playing the Crash Test Dummies, uh, which I've not heard in a very, very long time. Uh, The the catchy little number, you may remember it, it goes... (laughs) It's called... um, What was it called? It was called... (laughs) Yeah, great record, man, great record. I haven't heard that in a little while. I ain't heard that in time, bruv. I ain't heard that since day. Uh, yeah, I guess a manager or someone was in, so no discounts today. I you know, just did the usual routine of posing with a few of them for photos, signing a few autographs, you know, just offering uh, just sort of worldly advice to some of the younger members uh, of the team, just other people that were in there unsolic- offered unsolicited advice uh, to other people. You know, just people in there trying to just trying to have a coffee. You know, just trying to go about their morning routine. Uh, we'll just go up to their tables, uh, offer unsolicited advice on their on their appearance, on their on their lifestyle choices, on their mix downs. You know, on on really any aspect of their life that I can that I can think of. You know, that is, this is not advice they ask for. It's not advice they seek, but they get it. They get it all the same. Um, good to see. Uh, we've got some some ardent uh, Labour supporters in the in the chat today. Uh, that's great. Um, they are, are compelling me to reach out to people and compel them to vote Labour, um, as so many people are at the moment. Of course, you know the Overlord. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn, the the holy one, I think would be. Uh, he he has no faults. He has no no flies on him, none. Um, like Boris as well, no faults. It's very difficult. It's a very difficult election because both leaders are so perfect. You know, it really is. It really is tricky, isn't it? You know, just you know he. I mean, personally, I can't think of a single a criticism, a single criticism of either of them. You know, they both are just shining examples of trustworthiness, of you know, honour. You know, I mean, yeah, people are pointing it out in in, in the chat. You know, JC, who else was called JC? Jesus Christ, yeah, Boris Johnson, BJ. What do people love? Blowjobs. You know, it's. I mean, you're picking between a blowjob and the son of God. I mean, God, what a decision to have to make. Unbelievable. I mean, toss a coin. You you know, toss a coin. We're in for a fucking incredible rise either way. You know, what one of the most sensational points in UK politics is that you're just like, wow, I mean... Which road to glory do we want to take? All roads lead to glory and prosperity and just an incredible rich utopia. But which one to take? Can't I vote for them all? Please, even Aphex Twin Swinson. Can't we vote for her as well? Yeah, that's it, Stin. Make the fucking grandkids pay for it. Who cares? Whatever, they'll all be dead from climate change anyway. Who gives a flying fuck? Um, guys, listen, yeah? Uh, what day is it today? 
I've no concept of the day of the week at the moment. That's all fucking out of whack. Fucking oh, me and Rosie in there last night. Probably fine radio. It's chaos in there. It's boozing in there, swearing. You know, taking the Lord's name in vain, using cuss words, using four-letter words. You know, the mic stand is at a crooked angle. The camera stand is all out of whack. I don't know how that... I mean, it's, it does kind of look slightly pissed. I mean, you saw that light out. Guys, it's a state in here. It's a mess. You know, I should try and make it more like the shining example of UK politics. You know, that, that's what I should do. You know, just make it the glorious, the glorious utopia. That is Westminster. Guys, look. It's a wonderful world out there. Just try and ignore the bollocks. What have we got? We've got a radio show to do. Fucking let's get it going. Welcome to Coffee and Memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing 30, Slugger. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid. That what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee Memes. Uh, welcome to, to Threshold FM. Welcome to YouTube. Uh, it's a little Dumbo impression for you there. Just get the fucking party started, baby boys, baby girls. Uh, what the fuck is in the news? Freaking slow news week, guys. It's not getting any better. Woman builds a pub in the back garden to stop her husband going to the local. It's clearly a sad story of alcoholism. Um, but one with some sort of comic. Oh, it's called The Doghouse Inn. Nice. Uh, she looks very Karen-y, uh, so that's got to be a boon, doesn't it? That's a, that's a boon for anyone. Uh, <laughs> is that the correct turn of phrase? It is now, guys. Uh, there, there she is. She wants to see the manager. She is the manager. She's living a very confused life. That's a nice b- little boozer. I could, uh, it's, it's, it's rare that Hayley listens, but bye. If you're listening... This is what we need to do in the garden for the summer. We need to uh, maybe I'll put my put my dreams of having a gym in the back garden aside, as I feel like a pub is probably more beneficial to both of our lives. You know, why work out when you can drink? You know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Woman recycles crisp packets by ironing them to create sleeping bags for homeless people. Right, that's a nice thought. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a nice thought. But can you imagine being a homeless person? Like, they got enough problems, yeah? They've got the issues of likely likely issues of drug addiction, alcoholism, mental illness, uh, having lived enormously traumatic lives. And then this smug prick comes and gives you a sleeping bag made out of crisp packets. Oh, is that one worth to you, is it? A sleeping bag made out of crisp packets. What am I, some sort of, like... Dickensian idea of a of a of a beggar like yeah the beggars they need to have uh, that all what they have should be made out of rubbish because they're the rubbish people aren't they but fuck off you use it as a sleeping bag sell it to posh people give the money to the homeless uh, it's it's horrific really shocking that I'm having to do this 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. I tell you what, if I was homeless and she came up to me with a fucking sleeping bag made out of crisp packets. Jesus. I, oh, my God. I, what, what do you think of me? Do you really think that little? Anyway, this woman who's got a bloody shed with a pub in it. She's not impressed, is she? Can you imagine? Like She's like, oh, why don't you come and drink in the, in the bar at home? It's like, all right, that sounds nice. And then she stood behind the bar with her arms crossed like that with a fucking sassy, sassy look slapped all over her Chevy Chase. Uh, one lucky man has been dissuaded from heading to his local boozer in a pretty great way. His wife, his wife, got a lot accents going on there. His wife uh, built him his own own pub in the back garden. Oh, that is that accent's going nowhere, is it? Jane Tapper, forty-eight, wanted to stop her husband Paul going to the local pub non-stop. Well, maybe if you weren't such a bitch at home, you know, maybe you wouldn't have to. So she created a pub at home, so at least she could keep Paul nearby. The cabin-style pub called Doghouse Inn took five months to build and now hosts parties for Paul and his pals. Does she have any friends? Uh, Jane, a nurse from Newton Abbott, Devon, said, My husband Paul, uh, 53, is a degenerate alcoholic. Oh no, he's an engineer. He'd always loved popping down our local and I could never seem to keep him at home. We'll go out the local with him. So I got thinking, why not create my own pub? Become my own my become my own lady. Uh I'm gonna be uh, that's probably supposed to be landlady, I guess. And then I can tell people my husband's in the doghouse. Okay. Bit bit banter, I see. Uh we've had to get the garden leveled out anyway, which had been expensive. Over fifteen grand. Is it costs a lot of money to level a garden, does it? Fucking hell, just get some lads off the site, come round a wheelbarrow, fucking sort it out. Get the get the bloody Estonian boys over with the spirit level. Yeah, Tang and Merc and Conflict, get them over, fucking they'll do it. Sort the levels out. Unbelievable. Uh, it seemed like the perfect opportunity for me to play out what I'd always wanted. To keep my husband under lock and key, ideally, so when he's not out earning a living for me to spend on levelling the garden... I can keep him hostage in the shed. Okay. Uh, He won't want to go to the local anymore. Maybe he'll even satisfy me in bed. You never know your luck. We are three basset hounds. And a mate was able to create a sign for the pub uh, with one of the dogs, Rufus, perfect name for a basset hound, uh, on it. Uh, Then I worked on making it like a proper pub. Because to start with, it was just like a log house. Uh, But I wanted people to be astounded. Uh, so we continue to transform it into a mini pub. Jane's three children, Tom, 31, Lauren, 24, Jack, 26, all love the pub in the garden too, as they're able to have friends round and get the drinks in without spending all of their cash. Right, breakdown of the price. Four grand total. That's not bad. Also, considering they spent 650 quid on a Space Invaders arcade game, that's unnecessary. Okay, so you knock that down. Three and a half grand. Not bad. Okay, Building the cabin, 2700 Okay, so it's a glorified B&Q shed. That's fine. Materials for installation, free. Where'd you steal them from? Okay, what? There's a Barrett's home being built down the road and you just yomped on the site at, you know, after dark and nick a little bit of the insulation. That's fine. I don't disagree with that, you know. You, all you're doing is stealing from the bourgeoisie. It's a sort of Robin Hood situation. It's fine. Church pew, 100 quid, unnecessary. Just use chairs from the house. So that's knocked another 100 quid off it. Okay, 
Uh, yeah, as we say, we don't need the arcade game. Bar, 400 quid. That's an essential item. Fire heater, 70. Also essential. Fridges, also essential. Signs, pictured tankards. Pictures, tankards. Around 50 quid. Now, there's a possibility you could also steal the shed, you know? Like, I think that would be... That would confuse... I mean, it would confuse locals, wouldn't it? If you decanted every, all the items from a shed in someone's garden onto, say, the lawn and stole the actual shed, but nothing that was contained within the shed. That would confuse people. But things that would probably make the news because it's quite sensational. You'd end up... Certainly, it would end up with some people on that Facebook group of angry people in local newspapers with bloody Sharon and Dave looking moody in the back garden. Where's our shed? I paid, I paid £5,000 in 1984 for that shed and it, it served us well. But now... People are just stealing sheds. Oh, it's the state of this country. That's why I voted to leave. Okay. Um, right, so look, there's the budget there. That's nice. Creating. Uh, look, they're just going to break the budget down because I've already done that, guys. Uh, creating the cabin costs more than four grand, but the family think they'll save money due to the husband's horrendous alcohol problem. Wow, they've got a lot in their taps and everything. And where, How much do you pay for the taps? Where'd you get the taps from? Look, you're saying you, you're the bar only cost 400 quid. I oh, know, the taps are not cheap. I know, the fucking taps sitting in the fucking pineapple cost through the nose. Anyway, um, plus they won't need to book an Uber uh, back to bed at the end of the night. Great. Uh, charge people for... For, for the booze. You might pay a note out of it, guys. Jane's biggest spend was a Space Invader game, which cost more than 650 quid. But it's worth it to make the Doghouse Inn a must-go destination. And hopefully, fingers crossed, her husband won't leave her. She said, I'm always finding things for the little pub, and it's not just become a man cave as such for Paul. I love using it too. And I'd quite happily spend most nights in there. It's great to chill in, and it does feel like I'm in my local. Well... That's adorable, all things considered, isn't it? Uh, she looks a bit like Katie Hopkins. That's a bit of fun. Um, he, looks, he looks pretty chuffed for this new pub. Lovely stuff. You've got some nuts. You guess it's your place. You can smoke in there if you want as well. So that's good. Get smash trays out. Oh, choice. Choice! Right. Let's get these shoe throwers on the road. I want to play this inside info bit again quick, sir, because it was, blo- it was bloody all right, it was. It was really bloody all right, actually.
uh, far right member of the group Bert uh, wants the uh, the Labour supporters in the chat to be banned. Sad, very sad. Very sad. Don't be the end. I really like that. More, more of it. Another, another two minutes would be nice. Come and go back to our oldie worldy drum and bass track length. Nice six and a half minutes. Ooh, that'd be nice. Not in UKF though. No chance. Well, four and a half minutes. That's uh, that's not bad. You know, that's not bad, guys. It's not bad. <sighs> look at these. <laughs> no. Anyway, guys, look. Man decides best way to propose to his girlfriend is to set up an armed robbery. It seems perfectly reasonable. Uh, engagements often elicit tears. Usually, though, they're tears of joy and not fear. For this bride-to-be, she got a bit of both. As her partner decided to, on potentially the most insane and terrifying proposal we've seen yet. And we've seen a lot. Have you, Jessica Lindsay? How many proposals have you seen? Name three. Uh, the scene begins with the pair off to buy a few grocery items at a local convenience store. Uh, while they're at the checkout, uh, an armed robber storms in, pushing the couple to the back of the store and appearing erratic. The robber is questioning what his next move might be, uh, holding what appears to be a gun to the pair, and not Jesus Christ, uh, and asking them questions about whether they have kids. The poor woman is terrified, as the man says they have three kids, the oldest is 14 and the youngest just two. They aren't married yet, much to the bemusement to the robber. Uh, as she cries, hoping her little ones will see their mum again, she hears her boyfriend get down on one knee to propose. Uh, you can possibly imagine that at this point, she's somewhat living, asking him, are you serious? Uh, although many of us would have told him where to go after that ordeal, he eventually, she eventually does. He eventually does say yes. She eventually does say yes. All right, let's watch the... Oh, it's two and a half minutes long. Um, 
All right, well, we'll have a little. A store is robbed. You won't believe what happens next. Right, no, we're not doing this. That's terrible radio. Uh, anyway, in a follow-up video, the groom, who remains unnamed, probably to extradite himself from the ire he'll likely receive, details his thought process behind the whole thing. He had initially told his girlfriend he didn't want to propose uh, in a traditional way, and she had agreed. <laughs> right, okay, so at gunpoint, he's probably... It's a clear and obvious option there, isn't it? Propose at gunpoint. Uh... That was where the fake robbery came in. Oh, the plan, uh, the plan that he was going to get his girlfriend... Well, the plans were that he was going to get his girlfriend arrested before, before proposing. Fake, of course. But the... What? Uh, but the police were unable to play ball with the joke. <laughs> Jeff got actual fucking police work to do. No shit. Uh, that's where a fake robbery came in. With the future groom seemingly unaware that this was a terrible idea before doing it man from Boston, New York, did come to the realisation during and after the stunt, though. He said, my math was off. Why off? Horribly off. Uh, he added that he wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't how he envisioned it going, and he felt really bad, given that it was supposed to be a special and romantic time for them. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. My idea of a robbery-themed proposal may have been somewhat tone-deaf. May, nah, with the gift of hindsight, with the gift of hindsight, I believe that having a gun pointed in my now fiance, luckily now fiance's face before asking her to marry me, may, may have been an oversight. Thankfully, there was a second proposal that came later, which was much, much less we yourself because you're so scared. Honey, I just wanted to say I love you, and I felt you deserve a better proposal than the first one. I hope this makes up for it, because I'm not sure our relationship can survive a third one. Um, better hope you guys never get robbed for real, or this is going to be a real boy who cried wolf situation. What would you say if you were to propose to like this? I would say, fuck off. I don't care if it's 2019. Geezers do the proposing, not lasses. I don't care if you've got a gun. You might as well just shoot me now. I will never be your cuck. <laughs> uh, what would you say if you were proposed? Yeah, just jokes, fun. No way. I thought I was going to die. <sighs> Fine. Good. No comments. 99-year-old man who has never tried fast food reviews takeaways for bucket list wish. Uh, bucket list wish. 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 So he's, what, a YouTuber now? Fucking look at the state of these clowns. Well, they're old. Wow. Okay, what's going on then? I hope this, this is... Oh, my God, go away. Get to the point a little bit quicker. Oh, he old. He an old boy. He's trying a pizza. What's that, Domino's? McDonald's. Okay, he's very old. That's the main thing going on here. Very old man. He's from Slough. What's that? I don't even know what that is. KFC? No. It's got nugs. He just looks really unhappy about it and confused. That way? <laughs> what, you've never eaten a pizza before? You old clown. Till recently, William, 99, hadn't even heard of a Big Mac or a Krispy Kreme. What the? Opening the boxes, I think. What? He's really struggling to even open the box. 
half of that would be fine. But you've been living under a rock. You've been... Uh, you've got Greg's. How come you've never well, eaten... You better have some, or it might be feel a glutton. <laughs> right, then. Well, they're sort of adorable in the way that they look a little bit like puppets. They don't really look human. They're that old. Right. Burger King, Nugs. They're pretty keen by the looks of it. They're now morbidly obese. And they will live the last remaining months of their lives in hideous agony. As their diabetic legs fill with pus. Quite tasty, but it would be better hot. Oh, why well, didn't even heat the sausage, Greg's sausage rolls up? They made me fucking cold sausage rolls. I'm surprised they didn't just perish immediately. Oh, that's that a disgrace. Uh, so the manager of the home, mate, what, hold on a second. I want to know how have they got to, how's he got to 99 years old having never had a takeaway? I mean, maybe that's how he's got to 99 years old. I've <laughs> never eaten takeaways, eaten real food for the whole time. No, he survived, he survived on a diet of peace pudding and Frey Bantos pies exclusively for his entire life. Uh, okay, until recently, Mike William Thorpe, 99, hadn't even heard of a Big Mac or a Krispy Kreme, but now he's a huge fan after trying all of the nation's fast food in. One go to tick them all off his bucket list with friend Anne Sadler-Smith, 80. She looks older than him. And she's 20 years his junior. Oak House, care home in Slough, Berkshire, put up a wishing tree for residents and he said he wanted to try a takeaway. I just can't believe they've never tried a takeaway. That's just the most sensational part of this. So the manager... Well, I mean, that is it. That's the point of it. All right, sorry. So the manager of the home made it happen and got food from McDonald's, Greg's, Subway, Domino's, Burger King's and Krispy Kreme's. Their verdict was a big thumbs up. Uh, Big Mac, William said, I love the Big Mac, although I didn't realise I had only picked up half of it at first. What a huge burger it was. Uh, McDonald's was my favourite of the day. The sauce they used was delicious, and the price seems very reasonable. And added, I really like the Big Mac. It was quite large, though, so I'm not sure I'd be able to finish it with all the chips. They were lovely, too. Oh, they had a vegan sausage roll. To be honest, I would never have been able to tell it was meat-free. It tasted like sausage to me. It was all right, but it would have been better a bit hotter. Well, that's rough that they didn't heat it up. Meatball marinara from Subway. William said, I quite like Subway, but there's too much filling and you can't really eat it like a sandwich without spinning and stuff. I'd suggest they decrease the amount of filling. Nice, that's good customer-consumer feedback there. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty, she's absolutely batshit crazy. I'm a big fan of her. She should have her own YouTube channel. Margarita from Domino's. Did you stretch her Margarita? That's pathetic. William said, Domino's was really nice. I enjoyed it more than the Big Mac. It was a very close draw. I almost enjoyed it more than the Big Mac. It was a very close draw. I'd order it again. Come on, where's the info on what Krispy Kreme donut? Now, the donut was lovely, but I don't think it's the best I've eaten. Right. Speaking after the taste test, said, I've never really tried takeaways because in my day it didn't exist. It's still your day, buddy. Look, you, you're 99, yeah? You, <laughs> you, you don't, I mean... Why did they bung him in a care home, like when he was 60 or something? I guess if you haven't experienced the last 40 years of popular culture, maybe. Yeah, that's possible, isn't it? I never really tried takeaway because in my day, it just didn't exist. Uh, you didn't have so many different styles of food, and you definitely couldn't have it delivered to your door. 
so it's quite exciting, really. I'm used to eating it from a plate with a knife and fork. Uh, Yvonne Keating, who leads the team at the Care UK Home, said, uh, We are trying to grant as many wishes for residents as we can. Next week, we'll be getting one of the elderly gentlemen a flashlight, and porn star Lisa Ann will be coming round uh, to let him fuck her in the arse. Wow, wow. I, they, I guess some wishes really do come true. Incredible. Um, from angling to corresponding with famous football managers. Uh, we've been really busy this year. The Wishing Tree Initiative is something you'll see in every single one of Care, Home, Care UK's 120 homes. Together, we've made hundreds of wishes come true so far, uh, with even more lined up for 2020. Wow. Well, that's adorable, really, isn't it? I want to I know what some of the other wishes are. I wish... For the, I wish for the Brexit I voted for. I wonder whether or not that's one of the wishes. I wish to send them all home. Uh, I, I, I wish for real communism to be tried. I, I, wish, I wish for shoe throwers to be legally mandated as a genre. Come on, guys. Let's get this show on the road. Okay, what have we got? In talking to shoe throwers, what else have we got? Uh, we had that posse bit. That was nice. There's uh, a new chase and status bit here, which will almost certainly get me pulled up to YouTube, so we'll give that one a miss. Mazdek and Gridlock Gladiators IHR Remix. Let's get involved. How dare you say I'm milking my jacket? This is great. Yeah, 
hold on a second, Lee. What is all this palaver? Every time you visit Costa this month, you get to sit on Santa's knee. And if he doesn't get covered in snow, if he doesn't get you covered in snow, you win points. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've not seen this Santa. Does he have a snake at the front that spits in your eye? Man, this is great. I'm fucking all in on this. Big sends on the tunes today. Yeah, Lee, if you don't get photos of Santa, Santa and Costa Santa emptying his sack for you and put them in the discords, I don't believe it. It's pixel. Pixel STFU, quite honestly. I kind of want to play that again. Jesus, but look at this fucking album. Fuck me. This is uh, Warpath by Mazdaq Remixed. So I presume this is the al- Mazdaq album Warpath. Remixes by American IHR. V- uh, I was about to say VIP then as an artist. <laughs> the favorite, everyone's favorite art, everyone's favorite remix of VIP. Optive remix. Drop Tech remix. Kirill remixes. Fucking hell. Red Pill remixes. Current Value remixes. Fucking Nora. God. So who's who of Naughty, naughty Neuro, isn't it? Hello, mate. Oh, fucking hell. It's Naughty Neuro. What are you doing here? Oh, hello. I am Naughty Neuro. What kind of accent would he have? Probably some sort of Eastern European or Russian accent. It's me, Naughty Neuro. Oh, fuck knows what's going on. Forget about it. Just forget it. Forget it. Just forget about it all. Just take a little time to look outside and see the birds are singing in the sky. The sun is shining and everything is fine. Guys, what else do we have here? Um, Fanny, Fanny Scorcher. Fanny Scorcher wins Turnip Prize for her Bushfire Down Under Knickers. Uh, this is, of course, an alternative to the Turner Prize, uh, mocking. The uh, award for Turner Prize is modern art, really, isn't it? Yeah, Emmins won it a few times for, for being a slag. I think that's, I think that's uh, an apt. Uh, <laughs> is that an apt review of Tracy Emmins' art? I don't know. Uh, a pair of underpants with a burnt hole in them has won top honours at this year's Turnip Prize. A Speed Award. What did you fuck off? I swear to God, unbelievable. Um, uh, a pair of underpants. Uh, a spoof award goes to someone who has created something that they perceive to be crap art using the least amount of effort possible. Nice. This is my kind of art. Uh, the gong went to Bushfire Down Under by an artist called Fanny Scorcher. The winner, who described himself as a hairdresser, uh, said, My inspiration came from Tony Doherty, a woman in Port uh, Macquarie, New South Wales, Australia, who during the recent bushfires rescued a koala. 
I am uh, I'm signed with excitement and have always had a burning desire to win this prestigious award. Uh, this is nice. It's called A Complete Waste of Time. And it is a piece of A4 paper uh, with a pot of the herb thyme spilt all over it. That's really nice. I like that. Uh, the leaves and the remains. Uh, here is a plate with some leaves on it. And uh, a few bones. I like it. Uh, the 69-year-old from Somerset dedicated the award to Mrs. Doherty and the Ellenburg, uh, oh, Ellenborough Lewis, the koala, who later died from his... It's the, the koala was called Ellenborough Lewis. Okay. <laughs> and the koala who later died from his injuries. Organiser Trevor Prudeau said this year's award attracted more than 100 entries. This is an award I'd like to win. I'm delighted with the lack of effort taken to create this work. <laughs> <laughs> this year's event attracted a record total of 107 entries. It's fantastic the funniest one. He clearly has what it takes to be recognised as a mo- in modern art circles and will be remembered in art history for no time at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lettuce leaf of rem- or, or remain. Oh, lettuce leaf or remain, created by Will Ted Gutfall. Uh, that's, that's a nice one, actually. Poached eggs. Just an empty egg carton. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I believe that over the last 21 years, the artists entering the Turnip Prize have, create, uh, have created by far better works than Alex Farquharson and the Tate Britain Gallery could ever wish to exhibit. The Turnip Prize pokes fun at modern art's most important award, the Turnip Prize. It began in 1999 as a response to Tracy Emin's Unmade Bed, which was an exhibit at the Tate Gallery that year. Winners of the competition, organised by a Somerset pub, receive an actual turnip attached to a wooden base. This is nice. Thomas Cooked is this final piece here, which is a Thomas the Tank Engine toy in a saucepan. Ah, oh, it's lovely stuff. Oh, I'm a fan of that. I think that's uh, more, more of this sort of thing, please. And uh, a Will, a Rankin there has commented at the bottom saying some beautiful pieces there, all worthy of praise. What's going on? Uh, in the world, mum gives birth to rare conjoined twins with three arms and shared organs, two heads as well. Wow. That is pretty wild. What else do we have? Thrupple! Oh, man. Is that in the dictionary yet? That'd be a sad day when it is. Thrupples says people are jealous of their three-way relationship. Married couple and their girlfriend... I've opened up about that. Is, is this people that we've covered? No, no. Hey, these people are all attractive. That's not normal. Normally, they're all ugly as sin. And all your polyamorous types you are nine times out of ten hideously ugly because they're just taking it however they can get it. You know? And fair enough. Fair play to them. You know, is it better to be in an ugly truple than not to have sex at all? Okay, press U for ugly truffle. Uh, press N for no sex at all. I think that's an interesting... I, I do think it's... That's an interesting quandary, you know. I, um, I mean, obviously, I don't have to worry about this because I'm incredibly good-looking. You know, I'm very successful. I used to make dubstep. You know, I have all these things going for me. So... Uh, you know, it's it's, it's very, very difficult to say. Um, But if I was like, say, a lot of the listeners, you know, then would the ugly truffle 
or no sex at all, B, uh, be a better option. I don't, I think probably ugly trouble. You know what? I'm going to say it. I think I'd rather be in, a, in an ugly trouble than an incel. Yeah. You can also, you can write I for incel if you want. Ugly trouble, incel, or cuck. Because a, a cuck is, is almost like the, the, the trouble, except worse. No, definitely worse. Yeah, I, in my opinion. But I don't know, maybe you're into it. Guys, there's your options, okay? There are your options. Ugly trouble, incel, or cuck. Okay? I'd also like you to field maybe your co-workers, if you are employed. If not, I guess your social worker or anyone at the job centre. Ask them. When you go in to collect your, your benefits, say, say to them, I've been thinking about something recently, and they'll look at you, all oh, right, thinking maybe you've got an idea about a line of work you'd like to pursue. <laughs> but no. You say, what would you rather be? An incel, a member of an ugly truple, or a cuck? And almost certainly the person working behind the counter with the bulletproof glass or the sort of cage in front to stop you reaching over and biting them, trying to steal their pain medication. Well, we'll be like, oh, God, that is a, that is a, a good question, actually. Oh, I don't know. I'm, Judith, Judith, I've got one for you. What would you rather, incel, cuck, or ugly truffle? Oh, no, that is a good question. Oh, oh I don't know. Oh, that is a good one. Oh, imagine if they, you, had that, you had that in a job interview. You know, you're going for some, like, I don't know, promotion at work. Like, maybe you're going to be area manager of the Greggs. Wow, imagine. <laughs> the dizzying heights. And they ask, and you go, okay, would you just come in? We actually all need to come into head office, because um, effectively you've been headhunted, and you're now, really, you're being groomed for greatness. Wow, incredible. Maybe you get to even meet Greg. But you go in there. You sit you down and like, well, look, your performance is fantastic. Your sales are through the roof. You're doing you're doing great stuff. You know, you know the obesity rates in your area are through the roof. You're doing fantastic work. And we'd like to offer you the position of area manager, but we do have one question for you: incel, cuck, or ugly truffle? God, I wish I'd had time to prepare for this. I. I mean, obviously, I don't see any necessarily merits to any of them, but of course, you know, this is one of the things, you know, you get put in situations as an area manager where often there are no good solutions. You know, there are no good solutions, and you have to pick from... In many ways, it's like the UK election, isn't it? I don't know which of the three candidates, if we're including Swinson, Swinson, Apex Swinson, uh, which, which you would put in there. Whether or not I, <sighs> Bojo, ugly, cu- ugly thruple, Corbin, cuck, Swinson, incel. I don't know. It's not. It's not a good. Uh, I, I guess. I I I, could, I would swap Swinson and and Bojo potentially. Yeah, yeah. Bojo, incel, Corb's cuck. And look, we're dealing with the big issues here, guys. And Swinson, ugly truffle. Okay, good. Right. I'm glad we've had this conversation. I think we're tackling the big issues. 
Right, let's have another. Let's fuck it. Let's have another bit off this uh, Warpath remix. Warpath remix. Watch. Look, we've got. Fuck it. Let's do the current value remix. Let's just let's just see where we are. This is the current value remix of Timeless by Mazdek. Opinions across the spectrum on that one. today fucking hell wild could be worth at least dropping a text to the you know the rewind association the committee the itty bitty rewind committee
Lord of Sweet Mercy. Man, it... Oh, God. Jeez, Lord of Mercy. Oh. Right, hold on. Uh, uh, guys, sorry, wait, what? Hold on, stop it. No, I'm looking something up. Guys, just talk amongst yourself for a little bit. Um, what was this, uh, oh, God, uh, thingy, um, oh, I'll oh, forget it, forget it, no, I don't know, where, hey, just, please, please, God, wow, okay, anyway, uh, no more about the trouble. Anyway, back on the subject of Greg's. If your name includes Greg, you could get free Greg's uh, for a year. Uh, and potentially an obesity-related illness. <laughs> cool. Just Eat are calling on all Greg's, Gregory's, McGregor's, anyone with the word Greg in their name. Maybe Kenny Ken back to back with Kenny Ken to change his name to Greg uh, in their name. If you haven't already noticed uh, the running theme. Uh, it's all for a good reason, because you could be in with a chance of bagging yourself a free Greg's, the bakery, delivered to your door every month for a year. Wow. Imagine getting Greg's delivered. You know, like, would that not be an opportunity to just sort of take a long, hard look at yourself in the in the mirror? I once, I once got McDonald's delivered. Nugs, like 50 or so nugs. <laughs> I was very hungover, and it did uh, it did stay with me, you know, for a bit. You know, just it did make you know make me. I, I would say it was actually, in a way, quite transformative. You know, it, it it gave me the jolt I needed to sort of take stock of some things in my life. You know, where I was headed. You know, where I wanted to be headed, and. You know, when you've eaten your 40th nug in bed, you know, it's, it's worth it's worth having a look at yourself. You know, it's worth, you know, you've got you to gotta look deep down inside yourself. You know, maybe go and rescue your father from down the well. What's he even doing in a well? How did he get down there? I thought they were supposed to close those things up. Who's getting bored from a well these days? What's your father doing down there? Well, you better get down there and rescue him. Oh no, he's in the belly of a whale. Anyway, uh, where are we? Greg's. Oh, fuck off, Greg's. You know what? You know what? Fuck off. Toby Carvery delivered. That's not even a real Toby Carvery bag. That's a mock up. Went to a wild Carvery the other day, just at random, on the way to the fucking pint. Anyway, you don't need the backstory. I went to a wild Carvery out in the middle of nowhere in. I don't know where it was. Deepest, darkest East Sussex, near Heathfield. Forget about it. It was deranged. Like, it was, uh, it was, yeah, this big, huge pub hotel type situation out in the middle of nowhere. Pull into the car, car park uh, after being drawn in by the £10 carvery signs. Thought, how bad can it be? Fairly bad is the, is the answer. Um, but enormous portions. So you can put up with a lot of bad food if there's a lot of it. You know, you, you can put up with really quite, particularly, you know, a roast. Like, I've never seen vegetables as bad. Like, even ones I've cooked myself. Like, they're really, I've just, I mean, insane levels of, of, of low quality. 
in this place it was weird they just um they had all sorts of like garden giant garden ornaments there's a picture of me in, on instagram riding on a on a golden bull that was there and all these garden ornaments they're all painted gold there's some super weird art in there like quite racist art <laughs> it was really weird i don't and it was run by a strangely sort of diverse crew of like eastern europeans some indians some asian folk it was it was and the, and also the the clientele out in sort of boundaries of east sussex and kent really diverse clientele of you know peoples of all colors and creeds and and everything all brought together just by the uh, under the umbrella of of a cheap carvery of cheap cuts of meat it was strangely beautiful in a way um but very poor quality food but you know 25 quid for two meals and drinks you know and our bellies were full so how much you got to complain about and you get a good shot for the gram riding on a golden bull what the fuck is that complaining about i ain't complaining i'm just reporting the facts <sighs> unbelievable guys look it's the end of the show it's enough about toby carvery i mean I mean, I would say that getting a Toby Carvery delivered is surely the only way to make it worse. I mean, it's hard, like, that's been sat, that's food that's been sat in a chafing dish for hours. It's cooked badly in the first place and sat in a chafing dish for hours. And then you're going you're gonna to put it in a bag, drive it across the city so you can eat it on your lap in bed. I, I've always, you know, everyone, everyone when they're, they're on a brutal come down on a Sunday, brainstorms the idea of a of a delivered roast but i do, I, do, I think the reality of it is that it would be nigh on impossible to do a good quality unless the only way i can think of doing it and i don't think it's sound from a business perspective because i don't think you'd be able to get enough is that you have a van and you drive the van round and you serve it at the doorstep you know because you've got to put the gravy on at the end you know you've got a Otherwise, it's painful to think about, isn't it? Transporting a roast. I just, it's not, not going to work. But you know, how much can you expect when you did eight beans the night before, and you can, and your mouth's a fucking war zone of bite marks and insanity anyway? You sort of want it mushy. You, you don't want crispy potatoes at that point. Only you bitten your gums to shreds. Anyway, guys, look, it's the end of the show. Coming up next, I believe it's power gen with the positive vibes the positive energy the fucking decent shit the good news the stuff you need you don't listen to my bollocks anymore you know and listen to my nonsense you know listen to jen she'll she'll give you a far a far different and unlikely more accurate representation of the world you know because apparently some people out there are nice to each other not for me to say though guys where are we thanks to everyone that's donating on the patreon you're all wonderful folk you're keeping this crazy uh, train on the tracks. And I'm eternally grateful. Thanks to Greg Cornford, Oliver Hooper, Tom Ryan, Reese Muslin, Squishy Beats, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kaczynski, Mike Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Jerome Fan Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Lily Ansar, Richard France, Thomas Hall, Chode, Ryder, John Finnison, BDR Crew, Peter Bash, Dustin Griff, Kobe, Gandy Lightfield, James Parry, Hannah Bartano, Lady Squiffington, Lynn Renaissance, Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, Go, No SDD, Sam's MT, Josh Winsworth, Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Alton, Tyron Wilmer, Mr. Pope, Double Grand Sidon, Sashi Superior, Drum and Brace, Chris Brakes, The Build, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller, D, General Jemmy, Flaxis, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Dale Smash, and Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, Cosmic Waff, Meat Loaf, Nick Brock, Johnson, 
Simpson, Robin Card, Hugh Dan, Sarah Hunt, The Hitchmaster, Will A, Ben Virgo, Den Tweed, Lupe Salazar, Big Watch, My Hill, Marty, Danny, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, Tom Skipper, unfortunately, George DC, Anthony Shark, Claudio Lashmir, Banish, Drem Roche, Timid, John Forsyth, Anderson, PSN, Godlike, MC Hammer, Daddy, Your Mum, Leonardo Gervais, Big 8, Chapter 13, Grant Shepard and Death Disco. Guys, please hang around for two hours of Power Gen. Tonight, brand new gold top. That's at eight o'clock. Do not ignore. Put it in your diary. Fill it, put it in your Philo fax. Write it on a post-it note. Stick it on your mum. Stick it on her forehead so that when you come in... And you're eating your dinner, you think, oh yeah, fucking hell, gold top at eight. Nice one, mum. Kiss her on the cheek, put her into bed. Jobs are good and heart oh, main. Guys, I love you. I'll see you all in hell. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 10am for more of this insanity. God bless you all. See you later. <laughs>